0: Welcome to the WCIA three-in-one podcast Brett Barons alongside Bryce Beeman after Illinois posts a 66-62 win over Northwestern, but that doesn't tell the story of the game Illinois down 18 in the first half. It was 37 to 19 at the break. Illinois was lifeless. They looked like they didn't want to be there Bryce and yet somehow they managed to come back in the second half. 24 of Terrence Shannon Jr.'s, 26 points, a team high for him. Come in the second half, he returns from concussion protocol. Does not start, comes off the bench, but makes the biggest difference in the game. That play seemed electric tonight, Bryson, that second half. How was it the tale of two halves that Illinois could play so poorly in the opening 20 minutes where Boo Booey absolutely annihilated the orange and blue 22 points. He scored more in the first half alone than Illinois had it as a team. And yet they leave with their 19th win and 10th big 10 win of the season.
1: Yeah. It's wild because, you know, after that first half, I was like, okay, there's no way Illinois is coming back from this. Like there is no way you're going to turn around and just absolutely come back from that big of a lead that Northwestern had. Um, the crowd was electric. I will say that, especially when Illinois was like going on the that first stretch. I think it was thirty to thirty nine there when they kind of came back in the second half. Um, right away, the crowd was so loud, like you could hear them from down the hallway and stuff. If you like needed to get your gear, like I was dropping my gear off in the tunnel at one point. Uh, you know, it was just loud, and then um, it, it was just crazy. I don't even know. I, I would just say Terrence Shannon Jr. obviously popping off. He didn't do much in the first half. He was pretty non-existent. He even had an air ball, which was unlike him. So that was something you don't normally see. And then also Sincere Harris, he got on Boo Booey and was just all over him. And you could tell his mentality changed. He was even saying uh, in the post game that Terrence kind of grabbed him aside and was like, hey, you haven't had a game like you could have. Like, pick it up, basically. And he's like, so so I did. And so he's like, he told me to do it, so I did. And it was game changer. I think those two were game changers in this game. And especially Sincere. I think he only had six points tonight, but his defense was incredible. I I know Boo-Booey still popped off, but he was able to shut him down in the second half.
0: Boo-Booey goes for 35 points, but only 13 of those in the second half. And... You mentioned that freshman connection between Sincere Harris and Ty Rogers. And they combined to play a huge role defensively in this game. And they were on the court late. Brad Underwood said in the postgame press conference that that was a little bit uncomfortable for him in a sense. You're not used to having two of your freshmen out there late in the game. But they were a huge spark for that, especially Harris. Those two guys, between Ty and Sincere, Combined to go six for nine from the floor. They scored 12 points combined, and they gathered 10 rebounds. I mean, plus 19 and the plus minus between those two when you didn't have a lot of other players who were on that plus side for the orange and blue tonight. And look, Sincere has shown it once again that that dude is a dog, man. and And he calls himself Mr. 94feet. He gets on Boo Booey and he doesn't contain him because Boo was on a heater tonight, but he definitely limited him and made his shots a lot more difficult in that second half and gave Illinois a chance. And that's all you could really ask for. And uh, I love you had Matthew Meyer post game live on the court. Watch that interview on our website, WCIA.com. We had it on our 10 o'clock news and, and Matthew said like he couldn't. Say what Underwood said in the locker room at halftime because his mom would be mad at him, which I just absolutely love. Like, that's Matthew Meyer to a T. He's just gold in that sense. Uh, But whatever they said worked at halftime. and, And they rallied. And I think that says so much about this team. The crowd was booing Illinois at halftime. Or they were cheering on Boo. There were, okay, there were not that many Northwestern fans there. There was like the Northwestern Boys and Girls Club there. I don't know if you saw that like up in the very top. Really? It was like 15 Girls Club. of Northwestern Boys and Girls Club huh. there. Apparently, yes, is what Interesting. Twitter.com said. It. And so uh-huh. it's, it's on the Twitterverse, so it's got to be true, right? Oh,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, but there was some purple there in the house. But the Illinois fans were upset at halftime. Yeah. And you have to give Illinois credit for rebounding and, and figuring out a way to do it. Because this was the hottest team in the Big Ten coming in. Five straight wins for the Wildcats. Look to be a team that's on its way to the NCAA tournament, had beaten Purdue, the number one team in the country. The first time the Wildcats had ever beaten a number one team in program history. That was just a couple of weeks ago. Beat Indiana, beat Iowa by 20 coming in, and yet Illinois finds a way to get it done. I, I just I think it speaks so much to about this team. But also, don't get down 18 in the first half on your home court. I like, I think it's just a, a mix of both of there, and I think both are fair comparisons, Bryce.
1: I liked uh, what Taryn said after the game. He said that um, someone asked him, like, you know, what was your guys' mentality? You know, what at halftime, like, what happened that made you guys like change? And he was like, Well, we just kind of really never gave up. I know we weren't really showing it in the first half, but he's like, but he's like, we've developed a culture that Brad has you know, ingrained in us and basically like we don't stop playing until that final buzzer. So he was like, yeah, we were slow, you know, in the first half, but he's like, we don't stop. And I think that is true. I mean, we've seen a total change in just their mentality and like they, I mean, they showed a lot of grit and a lot of heart to come back from, they were losing bad, you know, and to come back from that, that's, that's crazy. And I think that's, that shows a lot about your character. And I I do think if you can fight back a win and, Beat a team that's on a five-game winning streak, and you're getting booed by your own crowd, and come back and win. I mean, that's saying a lot about a team, and I think that's that they should be. They were all smiles, obviously. You saw Matthew Meyer smiling at the end of the game, but uh, they they should be pretty proud of themselves. That, that that was impressive in my book.
0: Yeah, Indiana or Indiana Cheese, Northwestern, the the hottest team in in the league, and. You know, it's, it's a lot of credit to them when so many people thought that Northwestern would fold and yet here they are. And this is a, a good quality win uh, for the Illini. And it also goes to show where Shannon didn't have a big first half coming off the protocol. Matthew Meyer didn't score a point in the first half and he puts up 14 in the second. I think that mentality going towards March is, is strong for this team, but they've got to be able to figure it out for a full 40 minutes. And, and I think that's part of the other thing we haven't seen them able to do in a close loss at Iowa and a close loss at Indiana where they led for 26 minutes yet they weren't able to figure out how to win the game they've got to be able to play a full 35 to 40 minutes if you're going to compete in March and I'm just not sure we've seen that fully yet think about the swings that this team has been down in games and yet they come back to win even early on in the season when they're down to UCLA Now, they came back and won that game, and you have to give credit to a team when it does come back and wins. But why are they getting down? I mean, that's, that's the full picture of this team. And I think Underwood did mention that afterwards, too, where he's feeling like now that they have Luke Goody, maybe they're whole for the first time. And this team won't ever be whole because Sky Clark is not there for what it was intended to be. But like, if they are trending towards that direction, I, I do think Il- Alana Nation should feel positive in that sense, Then maybe they are getting more towards that, Then maybe they can figure that out. And for what we've talked about all season long, Bryce, is that this team has won Big Ten titles in the back-to-back years, first the tournament two years ago, and then the regular season title last year, and yet left Alani fans wanting more in March. If they are peaking more towards that, now would be the time to do it. There's only a handful of three games left in the regular season and then it's big 10 tournament time. So I I know that's a long winded response to that, but it's like, I I do think there are positive things to all of that. And yet it's also fair to question like what the heck was that in the first half? Right? Oh
1: yeah. I I couldn't agree with you more though. I was like looking at this roster here and like, you can tell like they're finally starting to get everyone, you know, we've been waiting for RJ to kind of get going here and he had a great game last game with his double-double, but then today, you know, he, he was fine, but he did have a couple crucial shots when he was playing. He, he knocked down a three right when he needed to in the heat of the second half, you know, one of not many threes, only seven threes. So, you know, we're seeing people a little bit more. I think Luke Goody still hasn't really gotten his groove yet, but I mean – it's going to take a little bit of time when you missed majority of the season, you're coming in during crunch time. So like, it's going to take him a little bit to get his groove, but you know, if you're getting all these guys and you know, Terrence is back now, you know, it's looking good. And you mentioned, um, Ty Rogers and he's changed from the first time we saw him on the court. He's a totally different player than he was in December. And just with his mentality and his physicality and everything. So you're seeing them all kind of, Build together, and you know, when one person's down, someone else is picking them up, which I think is what's kind of starting to click when it does click. But you did make a good point of you know, what are you doing that you're having such a sluggish first half that you're even in that big of a hole?
0: Because ultimately, that's what's going to cost you in March, yeah, is when you get in that big of a hole yeah, yeah, you're against not gonna come better back teams. Against- yeah, it's just not going to happen. And yeah. we saw that last year with Houston, like, you know, yeah. once they got down, they they were out like they were not coming back in that game. And I think that's a legitimate concern. And yet when the talent is there, which it is, and when you get Terrence Shun- Sh- Shannon Jr. back and when you get some of these guys clicking in the in the bench coming on strong, like you see it, right? Like that that's there. And yet it's just so frustrating in that sense. A couple of question marks tonight. Jaden Epps does not score. I think that's certainly notable. Only took five shots. Dane Danger had a tough night. Uh, He did have three points, but only two shots in 14 minutes. And uh, three turnovers for him as well. He's a minus 12 in the plus minus. And Brad said afterwards, too, like, hey, it wasn't Dane's night. You could tell that pretty early on. He was trying to over-dribble. Did not seem like he handled that pressure well and, and like you mentioned with Lukes, played seven and a half minutes tonight. I do think that's a slow work back into that process. Took two shots, doesn't score a point. Um, but what would you make of both Jaden and Dane kind of struggling tonight and, and just having an off night?
1: Well, you know, sometimes others have better nights and you want to have those people in, obviously. Sincere was playing better defensively than Jaden. My only, my only thing is, and I wish I knew what was going on, you know, it was towards the end of the game, and I looked over, and I saw Jaden sitting on the bench, and everyone else was standing and cheering for his team, and he kind of looked, I, I don't want to put what was in his head or anything, Sure. but I, I personally thought it was a little, little weird that he was sitting there, and I don't know if he was upset about his night, I don't want to go into his brain and just assume things, so don't come at me, but... From someone watching the game and everyone is on their feet and your whole team is standing there cheering for you, for your team and everything, and if you're not having a good night and you're sitting on the bench and you're, you know, I don't know. He looked like he was, like, bummed that he wasn't playing well, honestly. Um, that wasn't a great look to me. That that kind of bugged me If as a person that was watching. If I was an Illini Nation fan or if I was Brad and I saw my player sitting on the bench kind of looking like he was moping. Again, don't know what's going on, what happened, but... It was weird to me for sure to see that, and I—that I, was one thing I just noticed. I was like, you, "You can't do that." I don't know what's going on in your head, but you gotta cheer for your team. You know, when they're up, if you're not having a good game, you gotta slap them on the back and say, "Hey, like, let's go, guys!" And you gotta put your yourself, whatever's yeah. going on, to the side. But uh, playing wise, yeah, Dane was having the best game. Um, you know, it happens. He was getting—I I think he's still got to work on that. I, he's still so. Like a freshman, and I think he's still learning how to be a big and and how to play. I think in a way, play collegiate ball because I mean, like we, he's like a freshman mentality still. So like well, he, he is hasn't a freshman, learned, yeah. So it's like I think he's still learning that, and I, I still think there's a lot of. I mean, they're both really good players. I think there's a lot of hope in both of them. Jaden's clearly had great games, but it was sincere's day, so put the guy in that's making an impact.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Dane only plays. Uh, minute fifty-two in that second half, turnovers a huge issue in the first half. They had ten, willingly giving Northwestern possessions. Northwestern doesn't turn it over a lot. The Wildcats shoot a ton of free throws, one of the best teams in the Big Ten in both of those categories, and yet they only have sixteen for the game. Able to clean it up and turn it around, I think that was a big point of emphasis as well for the Illini. As, They're able to pull out uh, what will be a memorable win down the stretch for this team because 19 and nine and 10 and seven in big 10 play uh, just on paper looks a whole lot better than 18 and 10 and, and nine and eight. It it really does. And it, it separates Illinois a little bit here now. So after tonight, Purdue now with a two game lead in the big 10 standings and Purdue was a huge Illinois fan tonight. Effectively, Purdue can clinch at least a share of the Big Ten title with a win over Indiana on Saturday at Mackey. So Purdue with everything to play for there when Northwestern was springing ahead and and maybe putting a little bit of a scare into the Boilermakers that, hey, they could, you know, make a run at it or at least make a share of the Big Ten title. Now that looks less likely. Purdue at 13 and 4 Northwestern now 11 and 6 two games behind but then there's a logjam at 10 and 7 after Michigan wins tonight at Rutgers 58-45 now you have Maryland, Indiana, Illinois and Michigan all at 10 and 7 now Illinois does not have tiebreakers over Maryland and Indiana so if the season were to end today Illinois would be in that 1 2 3 4 5 seed for the Big 10 tournament but the good thing is Illinois does get a chance to play Michigan next week at home a week from tonight. So you could earn the tiebreaker there. Don't have any other opportunities against Maryland or Indiana. So you got to hope that uh, Indiana loses to Purdue on Saturday. That would then bump them down. Illinois goes to Ohio State, one of the worst teams in the big 10, which is just a crazy mystery this year. Ohio State's so talented coming in. One of the best transfer portal classes, just like Illinois had talented freshman with Bryce sensible. And yet, They are awful this year, and they lose tonight to Penn State at home. Ohio State 3-14. That now becomes a a must-win game for Illinois on the road, which hasn't won a road game here in a little while. Uh, But there's still some hope there for Illinois to get into that double bye as we separate here towards the final week of the season. Uh, And that's it. Three games left. I mean, it's kind of crazy we're to this point now where Illinois Sunday, 11 a.m. game. You can watch it on CBS on WCIE3, we're carrying that uh, at Ohio State. You come home for Senior Day against Michigan next Thursday and then at Purdue next Sunday to close it out. And then we're in a Big Ten tournament.
1: Crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. That's going to be a tough game against Purdue, and I think it's going to be a different mentality for Illinois. Though, if you go in beating Ohio State and beating Michigan at home, it, it'll it be – a lot of nations going to be excited for that one if they come in after – beating Northwestern and then two more wins.
0: Yeah. And if they Still take care of business sure. Saturday or Sunday at Ohio state, you're 20 and yeah. nine at that point, And I think they were in already, but they're in the, they're, they're locked into the NCAA yeah. tournament at, at 20 and nine with two top 10 net wins over UCLA in Texas. Uh, I knew a lot of people were like, well, if they lose out, how are they going to do? And look, I, th- I think they were in regardless, but if you go to Ohio state Sunday, you feel like, Hey, slam dunk, they're in the NCAA tournament. I think they are now, even if they were to lose out their next three, that would mean they would finish nineteen and twelve, uh, pre Big Ten tournament. That still gets them in with their two top ten net wins. But like look, go take care of business on Sunday at Ohio State in a game that they will be favored by and that they should win. Come home against Michigan and then you take your shot against Purdue. But I think now if if you figure even if you lose the Michigan game at home and you finish twenty and eleven you feel pretty good about that, don't you? Like, yeah, how, how do definitely. you sum up what that has been, knowing that you lost some blowout games where you certainly want them back if you're a line of nation? You also won some games that I think you feel pretty good about this year heading into the NCAA tournament.
1: If you think about it, a lot of their losses are games that they're probably kicking themselves a little bit. You know, they're absolutely, they're A lot of the losses, I would say, like, this last Indiana game was one that's like, a oh, tough loss, a little bit more because it's a closer niche game. But I feel like some of them, like, earlier in the season, I bet they want to take those back so badly that they, you know, lost a easy one here or there that they're like, oh, we shouldn't have lost that one. You know, or, and it's, there's a couple of them like that, I feel like, where Illinois would easily want to take it back when they were, where it was just not how they should be playing.
0: Yeah, because you look at yeah. games, like, at Maryland early, exactly. they're still trying to figure yeah. it out. They... Weren't able to close down the stretch in that game. You get blown out by Penn State at mm-hmm. home, and Penn State swept you twice. You know, yeah. like you don't even show up in Happy Valley. Essentially, you get blown out there when Jalen Pickett puts up 40 plus. Um, you know, you feel overall that there was some missed opportunities yeah. there. But considering this team started 0 and 3 in Big Ten play for
1: sure,
0: for where they're at now, I think you've got to put that in perspective and, and feel pretty strong about uh, what's transpired since then. All right, that's going to do it for the WCI 3-in-1 pod. 66-62, Illinois beats Northwestern. The 21st-ranked Wildcats will uh, likely now fall out of the rankings, I would think, after this loss. It's first time they've been ranked since 2021 season. And the latest ever in program history they had been ranked into a season. Still a phenomenal year for them. Chris Collins going to be up there for coach of the year in the Big Ten I don't know if he wins it because Matt Painter and Purdue uh, have done a lot of really solid things this year, but in my eyes, give it to him because nobody picked Northwestern to do what they are doing. Uh, The Illini able to snap the Wildcats' five-game winning streak, though, on Thursday night. For Bryce, I'm Brett. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again Sunday after the Ohio State game. That's an 11 a.m. tip. Watch on WCIA 3 morning, Sunday morning. The Illini will try and go to Columbus and leave with a win against one of the worst teams in the Big Ten this season. We'll talk to you next time here on the WCIA 3-1 Pop.